Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 21. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another, every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, all on account of my name. So you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against his people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On the earth nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives.
and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. Now this is a tricky chapter. It's okay if it feels like stepping onto a rickety rope bridge over a deep gorge. But there are some reliable planks that we can stand on. It's always helpful to set a passage in a context. And the context for this passage is that Jesus has come to Jerusalem to launch a whole new humanity. The widow's mite illustrates in miniature what Jesus is doing. He's turning upside down usual judgments about things. Stuff that looks impressive can mean nothing to God. Stuff that looks tiny can end up being the greatest. And so Jesus must have rolled his eyes when his disciples, even after hearing all of this, started going on about how impressive the temple is. Have I really taught you nothing? Jesus then lays it out for his disciples in much more detail than before. The temple has become like a visible, impressive offering that means nothing to God. It will be smashed up as a symbol of God's punishment of the tenants of the vineyard. That smashing up will be painful and lots of dust will fly around. People will faint, apprehensive of the terror. But at the same time, he reassures them that they will be like widows who have given all they have to God. They will be noticed by him and given protection by him. These small ones will become the others who take ownership of the vineyard. They will in fact be the ones to raise their heads and on whom the kingdom will come near. This is the big story Jesus is telling. Now I realise most of us have grown up thinking the big story about the return of the Son of Man is Jesus' second coming. And so we've assumed this chapter must be about that. It may include some references to that, but Jesus says this will all play out within the generation of the disciples. Verse 32. And so that future event isn't what most of it is about. Indeed, if we make this chapter just about the second coming, we could end up making the same mistake the disciples did. To think that God would link his coming in glory with a massive, very visible, very big event, more than with a humble lover of God giving everything they have in worship and trust of him. This chapter confusing as it is, urges us to see the glory of the Son of Man as little people like us choosing to love him and give him everything that we have. Here's a question for reflection. How might God respond if you gave more of what you have to him? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.